Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in. Stoppage time. First one of 2023. A little bit of a a new look as we experiment with some things. And Mike, we thought we were going to start next week. uh, But news today kind of gets us uh, to shake the cobwebs off of stoppage time and talk about Joseph Martinez and his departure from Atlanta United. Production budget that we apparently have uh, to to do stoppage time production elements. Gee, I, who approved that? That's uh, that's awesome. I, I, I We got a drone and everything. Uh, hey, very yeah. impressive. We do some no. things around here. No, I mean, look, kind of a bittersweet day. And um, Jason's right. I mean, we're going to be back with stoppage time um, really starting next week uh, at 2 p.m. Um, through the end of the 2023 season. Uh, we are really ramping back up. We have a a broadcast next Saturday up in Chattanooga. We have our first game of the year. And then Jason's going to go down to Mexico. He'll do some streams for Atlanta United. We'll all be back together. Jason and I will do the, the TV call of the AmFam Cup. And then we're we're right into the regular season pretty much five weeks from now. So we're, we're really, really close. And stoppage time will be back in, uh, in a slightly shorter form this year. Um, but just to go through all the, the news and, and storylines and analysis as we look ahead to matches, but I, I thought today would be an appropriate time now that everything is confirmed and official to reflect on, um, you know, the legacy of Joseph Martinez and what this news means for Atlanta United. And also give those of you on the Twitch pitch an opportunity to express your feelings and ask questions and all of that. So it, it's a day, Jason, that, 
you know, obviously we knew it was coming. Um, I don't think we knew it was coming as early as some of the initial reports may have indicated. I think there was, from my understanding, maybe some premature reporting on all of this, but I think we got the sense over the last week or two, you know, Joseph training off to the side and, and, you know, reports of him going through uh, medicals and everything with Miami that this day was eventually going to come and now it's here. And, um, you know, here we are to reflect on it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was a surprise after the way last season ended. I, I don't think, you know, the odds were looking good that he would be back in 2023. Um, and it's a complicated situation. And, and I think you got a good sense of that, you know, just difficultness uh, of making everything happen for everybody's benefit. Uh, when we talked to Carlos Bocanegra earlier today, you know, I, I think there's a quote that's been out there that is taken way out of context, first off, because the question that was asked of Carlos, I believe it was from Paul Tenorio of The Athletic, was, you know, how difficult was it for you to allow Joseph Martinez to end up in a conference rival situation in Miami? So when you take that away from the answer that is all over social media and people are, are twisting into different things, you kind of lose the the essence of it because that was part of the conversation. I, I thought Carlos made it clear that, you know, Joseph, uh, first off, Joseph and his agent and representation, everybody involved, everything was cordial about getting to the best solution for everybody involved. And the best solution for Joseph was he wanted to be in Miami. He had friends or family or just wanted to be in Miami. So that's where he wanted to be. The team, yes, they could have been difficult and tried to find a way to not allow him to go to Miami. Um, he had a contract. I mean, there's ways to, to deal with that. But we've talked about this before, Mike. When, when players are in this situation and their time in Atlanta is up for whatever reason, whether it's because they can make more money elsewhere, they want to leave, the playing time isn't going to be the same here. I think this club is generally in – every situation major that I can think of found the way for the player to end up where they want to be or to be in a, a situation they're happy for it. Because when they don't, there are consequences. Yeah. You know, that, that makes it very, very difficult from, um, you know, player recruitment standpoint yeah. to be an attractive destination. If you're going to be a club that's going to be obstinate and unwilling to allow players to, um, you know, follow their desire to play elsewhere. Yep. Um, it, it would be very, very bad business for Atlanta United to to force jo an unhappy Joseph to stay. Um, so in that regard, yeah, uh, it it feels like, you know, again, and and I know there's a lot of different feelings about this right now, but Atlanta United's front office and technical staff did an analysis. And through their analysis, they felt like the best way forward was for Joseph Martinez to play elsewhere. Uh, and as a result of that analysis, they let him go. If their analysis had told them that it would be better for Joseph to play elsewhere and they kept him, right. we would be having a, a very, very different and very negative conversation today about that line of decision-making. That's just never been the way that Atlanta United, to my knowledge at least, has operated. Yeah, and they didn't try to maneuver him somewhere else that he didn't want to be 
And, and that's the the ultimate thing here is he wanted Miami. He got Miami. And, you know, the MLS rules on it, look, I mean, we saw this last year with Josie Altador leaving Toronto and going to New England. That's where he ultimately chose to go. And, I mean, it didn't really work out, but that's where he wanted to go. It's where he got to go. In this situation, it's we don't know all of the MLS rules, but the player ending up where they want to end up is a good thing. And Atlanta United had the mechanism of using the offseason buyout to clear him from a roster spot off the salary cap, all of those aspects of it. And then, I mean, I think you go into waivers anyway. We've seen it with Matias Pellegrini going from Miami to New York City after a period of time. There, there's all kinds of machinations behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. That stuff isn't important in, in this. The important stuff is, one, what Joseph Martinez will ultimately mean to Atlanta and Atlanta United and to what's next for Atlanta United going into 2023 with a, a roster that is still being constructed. Um, it's just a weird time because of the World Cup falling where it did. Everything kind of shut down in terms of a lot of the conversations you would see in November, December at the club level and players emerging and these kinds of things. It didn't happen because of the timeline we were under at the end of last season and going into this one. So it feels like it's a little slow to bubble, but keep this in mind. And it's something that I always remind people of whenever these conversations come up about who's coming to Atlanta United, what the rumors are, what the silly season's looking like. You're never hearing anything out of Atlanta on it. You're always (laughs) hearing it really from South American clubs or agents or players. If you're talking about Europeans, we'll find out what happens. But if you're talking about South Americans, you're going to hear it elsewhere. There are moves bubbling and percolating and things happening. You're just not hearing about it from inside the walls of the Children's Health Care of Atlanta training ground in Marietta. All right. So let me throw out a statement. Joseph Martinez was the most significant figure in Atlanta United history. Not just player, figure in Atlanta United history. That's a tough one just because of the complete factor of what somebody like Darren Eels did. If you want to talk about a figure um, or Arthur Blank, for example, cutting well, check. Well, I, I, I mean, look. It, Player, this, yes. This is why, this is why no, I mean, I mean I'm going to stick with figure for a yeah. second. Here's my rationale. Um, obviously. Atlanta United does not exist without Arthur Blank. Obviously, Atlanta United does not achieve success with the immediacy at which they achieved it without the job done by Darren Eels and Tata Martino. I I see Tom Russo bringing up Tata. I I think that's right. And Miguel Almarone, obviously. I mean, very, very good. Maybe one of the best players, if not the best player in MLS when he was here in, in 2017 and 18. Um I'm talking about an icon, you know, and this came up in uh, Carlos's press conference today. The the phrase face of the franchise was used. Um, To me, when I picture Atlanta United and when I, I have this idealistic sense of what I want Atlanta United to look like and what Atlanta United looked like in its, in its best days, Joseph Martinez is at the center of that picture. 
you know, and, and Jason, I think to your point, Joseph is not here. If not for the club existing, thank you, Arthur. And for Darren and Carlos and Tata bringing him here. Thank you guys. But I just look at Joseph as an icon that honestly has rarely existed in the history of Atlanta sports. Mm, I I mean, maybe to the level of Dominique, maybe to the level of Hank Aaron. And I don't think that's too strong to make that comparison. Um, Hank Aaron's achievements, probably a a little more significant on a historical scale, but Joseph Martinez to me was the symbol of this confidence, this swagger that Atlanta United possessed in those early days of 2017 and 2018 and 2019. And I think Jason, that swagger that Joseph projected went a very long way towards this club achieving equal status to Falcons, Braves, Hawks in this city. I believe. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with you. I think in terms of figure, I've got to go with Darren Eels just because I think you could possibly end up with a different player that achieves some of the things. I don't know how many executives you're going to find who achieve everything that Darren did in building it from scratch. I, I think that's Great something group. that will never be replicated. Uh, we're, we're not going to see another team built from scratch. So, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a completely different situation. And it's a hard comparison because they're, they're two completely different jobs, but in terms of what he did on the field and especially from day one up until the knee injury and and look that's part of it and that's part of where why we are where we are today you know if the knee injury doesn't happen in nashville at the beginning of the 2020 season we're having a very different conversation about what the timeline is for atlanta united what things look like for joseph martinez all of it everything's different that separated everything Not to say he didn't do things after the knee injury, but he's not the same player that he was before, which happens to pro athletes, sadly. But as a player and as an attitude and as a goal scorer, which we know is at a premium in in this game, and you you don't get there if you don't have the goalkeeping of Brad Kazan, you don't get there if you don't have the the leadership and, and defending of Michael Parkhurst, you don't get there if you don't have the explosive speed of Miguel Almiron in those first two years the goal scorer is going to get the glory and he scored goals like nobody we've seen in this city and nobody we've seen in this league at a clip like he did when he first arrived. It just hasn't happened. Agreed. Agreed. And that's why I think he, he, I mean, okay. If maybe not the single most significant figure in club history, he he's right there at the top of the list. And quite honestly, I think he's one of the most significant figures across all of major league soccer over the last five years. Yeah, I agree with that. It is, it is really, it's going to be one of the what could have been stories, I think, if he does not suffer the injury in Nashville in February of 2020. I, I think yeah. that's going to be one of the, the big mysteries, the what could have been, because that's where, unfortunately, everything changed on that night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he lost the entirety of the 2020 season. He had numerous setbacks in his recovery, um, including, uh, what was it, a staph infection or something pretty serious at the outset of the 2021 season. Yeah, that an set infection, him yeah. 
you know, uh, which got him off to a slow start with Heinze. And then obviously there, there were the relationship difficulties with Heinze and it, it just, everything kind of compounded on top of each other. Um, look, I don't want to dwell on what you just said, but I think what you said is correct. And if we're going to have an honest discussion about why we're at the point that we're at right now, Joseph Martinez is not the same player that he was in 2018. By the way, that, as you correctly point out, that happens all the time in professional sports. Uh, I think the injury hastened it. Yes. That part is very unfortunate. Yes. But that's going to be, I think, one of the what could have been aspects to all of this. If Joseph does not get hurt in 2020, uh, you could even go as far as to ask if Joseph doesn't get hurt in 2020, is Frank DeBoer still the manager uh, through the 2020 season? Does Heinze never even come here? Does the trajectory of the franchise change completely? Because 2020 could have turned out to be a totally different season for the club if Joseph Martinez plays. 100%. A lot of what could have been in what if. But I think if we're if we're going to honestly assess why we are where we are, you have to acknowledge, and I don't know how you could objectively not acknowledge that Joseph was not the same player now that he was in his best form in 2018 and 2019, and really 2018 when he scored 30 goals. He, from 2020 through 2022, is nothing like 2017 to 2019. And, and that happens with pro athletes, period. But when you have an injury in the mix, it just it, it changes trajectories. And it's just it's the nature of what we do. It's you can't guarantee anything. It's why you have to when you have opportunities to win trophies, you win trophies. You have to go for those trophies when you have them because you never can guarantee that everything stays the same. Teams don't look the same as they did in 2018 or 2019 today. There's not a team in the league that looks the same. There's not a team really anywhere in the world that looks exactly the same because things change over time. Injuries happen, relationships change, all kinds of things. So that's where that's why we are where we are. And, and that's why Miami picked him up on an amount of money that's a non-designated player amount of money. It's worth the risk for them. It's a one-year deal with an option afterwards. So they protected. Which reportedly, by the way, is less than what Joseph was seeking. Yes, reportedly. reportedly. I mean, that's just, that's the nature of where you are right now. And, and that's, that's life, sadly. And, and I think it's something that we have to all accept as part of this conversation. I know there's a, a ton of questions and comments, and, and I want to get to as many of those uh, for people out there watching. There's a bunch of people watching and commenting, and thank you for doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the that's why it is where it is. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody based off the way last season ended. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody if you really watched what Joseph Martinez was able to do last season. He can still score goals, definitely. But you have to build everything around feeding him in a very specific space. And that limits your team. And it doesn't fit with every team. And it's hard to make that work in general. So will he be successful in Miami? I think he's going to be incredibly motivated early on. I think he's going to be loaded to try to get as many goals as possible early on. But if he has the kind of year that Gonzalo Higuain had for them last year, where sometimes starter, sometimes off the bench, effective when he needed to be, I think they'll look at that as a success. And the question will be, 
you know, how long can he maintain that level that I think he's going to start the season with? Because I think if, if he gets healthy and he just, he just talked about having to get into shape um, in his Miami interview, if, if he is healthy to start the year and he's ready to go, I think he will be very motivated and be one of the leading figures in the league early on. But how long does that last? And that's the question. The one thing I have no doubt about is Joseph Martinez's competitive nature. And he'll go to Miami and he'll try to compete. And he's going to try to disprove um, a lot of the thoughts and theories and narratives that are circulating right now about his ability to play at a high level. If there's anything I am certain about with Joseph Martinez, he's going to try to disprove that. I just cannot sit here objectively and say that Joseph Martinez was able to make the same kind of off-ball movements and runs in 2022 that he was able to make in 2019. I just objectively cannot say that. His finishing finishing still existed. His final goal that he scored in an Atlanta United shirt is maybe the most exhilarating, uh, best goal I have seen in the history of the club which was his bicycle kick goal at New England. Um, I mean, what a way to to put a, an exclamation point on, on your Atlanta United career. Uh, if you're listening to us that day in Foxborough, I said right after the goal, I think that's a really good chance that's the final goal he'll score for Atlanta United. Yeah. I really I, – I had that distinct feeling um, because, remember, that was a goal to pull even with New England. Atlanta United needed to win that match to keep themselves alive for um, decision day. So I, I really felt strongly that we were not going to see Joseph again. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, I do want to touch very briefly on something I've seen a lot on the Twitch pitch and what I've seen a lot on Twitter today, uh, and that is Joseph not playing against New York City. And um, that he was not given a, um, I guess, a proper curtain call, a proper send-off. 
I, I think there's two ways to look at that. I, I think one thing we don't know is if the analysis that led the front office and the technical staff to determine that Joseph would not come back, we don't know if the analysis was complete at that time. You can make an assumption, but I don't think we know. Um, all that being said, I think, like I said, it felt like the writing was on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, I, I think it's regrettable that um, – he he did not have an opportunity to um, to have that kind of curtain call. Um, I think it's regrettable. I think there were a lot of very raw emotions by that time of the year, uh, and there were the documented relationship challenges that Joseph was having with members of the team. Uh, I'm not saying that Joseph not getting any kind of curtain call was like a punishment or anything like, I I don't think it was that. I think the philosophy of Pineda was that the New York city match was going to be very much a forward looking match towards 2023, maybe the first match of the 2023 preseason. And maybe Joseph didn't fit into that. Uh, but I'll, I'll just honestly say for someone who contributed as much to the club as Joseph did, I do think it's unfortunate that, um, the ending came the way it did and that there was no kind of ceremony or formality to it. Just I agree. Opinion. No, I completely agree. Um, and the reason why it's unfortunate is not purely on one side either. And that's Absolutely the, the right. part that I think has to be understood here yep. is that it wasn't a one-sided issue. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry if that upsets people, but that's just, facts of what was said on both sides of all of it at that point so it's not one-sided that it got to where it got but yeah i wish he had had the opportunity i wish you had the ability in every situation like this with an athlete who has meant so much to a club so much to a city so much to a fan base to be able to say goodbye in a very public visual way doesn't always work that way And there's always a variety of reasons as to why. And in this case, I think there's a lot of reasons as to why. And it's not purely on one side of it either. Do you want to get uh, into some Twitch pitch stuff here really quick? Uh, We have about five or ten minutes left. A couple questions here. Gustavo has one off Facebook. Uh, Seen a couple others. Um, With Joseph leaving, does that impact Luis Arruju and any kind of positioning or role within um, how Atlanta United will play in 23? I don't think so. Um, it doesn't affect him leaving because the the rumors that were out there on him potentially having interest from a club in Brazil were very uh, low level in terms of the uh, hierarchy of of journalists you're going to pay attention to in in south america i kind of came out of nowhere they've been really quiet since i don't know how much stock was in that if any probably nothing um i don't think position wise that he would be the one that if you're looking at it right now and you've got to go play a league match tomorrow and you have what you have on the roster i think etienne goes through the middle as opposed to araujo um, mm-hmm. I think you'd look at a Mosquera at the end, Araujo forward line, but I don't think that's what you're looking at on opening day. I think you'll have a number nine in place to to play that role. Um, I think Araujo is going to stay on the flank, and Etienne is somebody who has played through the middle 
um, as a number nine a little bit. I, I don't think it's his best position, but I think he could be more impactful there than Otto Oju. Uh Tom Russo. And I, I look, I think this is the question we're all kind of wondering. And I think maybe we got an answer to it today. And I'll admit it probably wasn't quite the answer I was hoping for. But he says, we know the rules didn't allow Atlanta United to buy him down and keep him. If we could have, would we have? I got the feeling that the answer to that is no. Yeah, I do too. you get the same impression from what Carlos said today? Yeah, I don't think it was something that you could – I don't think he was directly asked, and and I don't think he directly spoke on it. So I I, want to be – I'm not putting words in Carlos's mouth with this. Correct. You're right. No, I I don't think you would have because, like we talked about with why he didn't factor in against New York City on the last day, there were a lot of different reasons as to why things got to where they got. The physical side, the relationship issue, a lot of it. So I don't know if you could have gotten to a number that got rid of some of those. And you have to remember, look, you're walking into a situation in Miami if you're Joseph Martinez where the relationship side of it isn't part of the equation because there isn't one. You're, you're starting a new one from scratch. There's no water under the bridge. It's brand new. There is the question on how much he can play and how effective he can be, and that's why he's on the numbers that he's on in Miami. But the relationship side of it would have factored into a conversation here when it didn't there. And as we know, relationships take two sides to tango. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Blackwolf uh, asks, was there a sense that Joseph felt like he was bigger than the club? The way he tried to push coaches around, Tata was bigger and was able to handle that type of personality, but the next coaching staffs weren't able to handle it. Well, one, nobody knows except for the managers who have been in charge of Atlanta United and Joseph Martinez himself as to what those relationships were purely like. There's conjecture. Mm -hmm. And there's guessing games and they're reading body language or or messages or whatever. But nobody purely knows that. Joseph Martinez had friction with every manager who worked at Atlanta United. That's a a fact. Um, But that's not necessarily a shock either because friction doesn't mean bad. Friction Mm -hmm. is friction. And Joseph is a competitive guy. And you've had... Managers who have been here, who have played at the highest levels of the game, managed uh, or been involved in World Cups. I mean, you've had very competitive people on both sides of that equation. So friction, fine. How can you deal with it? And when the production is there and everything else is moving in the right direction, rather than than just the, the conversation or the friction or whatever, when the production and performances are there, friction can be a good thing. When they're not friction can be a negative thing. And I think it turned more negative over time because the ability to produce and perform was not the same as it was before the knee injury. Do you think they'll ever build a statue? Yeah, I do. I think it'll be um, after Joseph's career is over. And I would not be surprised if, if he didn't come back to Atlanta and relocate to Atlanta. I'm going to ask you that. I mean, do you, do you think he, he settles here when it's all said and done? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we don't know what happens in Miami. We don't know what happens, you know, maybe. And, you know, look, he had the the issue at the beginning of 2020 with the knee, the torn ACL. 
it hasn't been right as far as we know until the follow-up procedure that was done this past year maybe a year past that then we're having a different conversation about his knee and maybe he is a different player than we saw over these past couple of years where he was not a hundred percent there's no way he could have been based off what we know about how everything went down with the complications after the surgery to the point that he had multiple follow-ups and a follow-up what a year well, about two years after the initial surgery so i mean can he be right yeah maybe and then maybe he stays in miami for a long period of time and then we're having a different conversation but as things sit right now and trying to project into the future. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't, you know, relocate back home to, to Venezuela, I could absolutely see him moving back to Atlanta and and living here when his, his playing career is over. And I think at that point, yeah, uh, whatever way to honor him, there will be. And, and if it's a statue and I don't know all the, the rules and regulations <laughs> legally with uh, the, the facility and who owns the land, and all that kind of stuff. But, whatever way to honor him in a very tangible way is available to the club. I think they'll do it when his time as a player. I I know, I know there's that mural in Castleberry Hill and I I hope that is never painted over. Um, And I don't think it would be. Um, Shouldn't be. uh, Look, here's the thing. I mean, this is a sad day, but I think when that sadness fades away and, we kind of get that image of Joseph wearing a pink kit, which that's going to be very hard for me to process. Um, can you imagine if you would have gone to Orlando, by the way? Oh, Lord. I, I, I can't that, that would have been a very different conversation. You, you know, in, in a way, in a way, if there's one thing that makes me a little bit happy about this, Joseph is going to another club that's a big rival of Orlando. So at least he'll, con- hopefully yes. for him, continue to father them. Yeah, uh, we look for kind of a silver lining to all this, um, but I, I I hope they do erect a statue. Uh, I, Joseph loved the fans here. Yeah, I'd loved. say loves. I, I'd say loves. I think I think he said it when. Yeah, yeah, just yeah in Miami. Loves. Well, yeah. present tense. Absolutely. Present tense. Loves the fans here. Loves the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Acknowledges what the city and the fans have done for his career, which quite frankly, you know, in Torino, he was not necessarily in the happiest spot in the world. No, he was professionally. And he came here and everything changed. And he has spoken about that very, very openly and very, very frankly. And I, I just hope, you know, we, we get to a point where, you know, whenever Joseph's on-field career is over that he comes back to Atlanta and finds a home and boy I would love it if he found a home at the club in some way shape or form I, I don't know if Joseph has any desire to coach I don't know if Joseph has any desire to be involved in analytics or uh, player personnel or anything like that but that would be the happy ending for me if one day when this is all said and done Joseph finds his way back to Atlanta and can be a part of the fabric of this club uh permanently as Dominique Wilkins is for the Atlanta Hawks and as Hank Aaron was for the Atlanta Braves. Um, and, and one other just kind of broad note, um, it's not every day when Arthur blank himself directly addresses the movement of a player. And I think the fact that, in fact, the only time I can really ever remember him doing it with the Falcons was with Matt Ryan. Um, 
you know, the fact that Arthur Blank said what he said today, I think is a demonstration of how significant Joseph was to the success of Arthur's club and his project and how deeply Arthur felt about him. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often when owners and really anywhere do that. But Arthur, you know, it's not something that happens typically. And it absolutely shows the meaning here. I think the thing that, you know, is is the hard thing to maybe accept is this club's growing up in a lot of ways. And when you have the success that you had early, you know, you feel like that's never going to end. But we know professional sports. It always does at some point. It's outside of leagues where you can just spend your way to whatever. And you're always going to have that potential to out-talent people, out-spend people. You're going to have ups and downs. And you're going to have players come and go. And you're going to have these situations happen. This is not a new situation in the world of sports, but it's new for Atlanta soccer. And it's just it's part of the process. It's absolutely sad. And it's absolutely something that he kind of saw coming to. And both of those things don't lessen it. It doesn't mean that it, it you know, it doesn't mean that one, the, the club can't succeed ever again. No, that's not true. It doesn't mean that, you know, Joseph's a bad guy. No, that's not true either. It, it means that sometimes relationships end and, and sometimes you have to move on for the sake of both sides in it. And I think Joseph got what he wanted in terms of going to a place that he wanted to spend his time in and he wanted to be in. And it, everything sounds great for him there. And I wish him all the success in, in the world there, except for a couple times a year when he plays Atlanta. And <laughs> now Atlanta United has to, to figure out what's next. And that's not always easy. And, you know, you mentioned Matt Ryan. You know, we saw it with Dominique. We, we see it with whether it's Dale Murphy, whether it's Hank Aaron, you know, when icons leave a team or a club it's tough and sometimes it's tough because the icon is slowly fading from being able to be effective and not be the icon that we expected before and sometimes it's a situation like this where it's a little both and you have to figure out what's next and that's what's important right now is whoever comes in and i think this is something carlos said today that was very important in trying to lessen the burden on whoever is playing the number nine position for Atlanta United this season, you can't expect them to come in and have a hat trick in their second game. That doesn't happen every time. That rarely happens. What Joseph did walking in the door and having the success he had in the first three years was special. We may never see that straight away again. It doesn't mean somebody can't come in and have the kind of year that Tiago Almada had last year, for example, mm -hmm. where took him a little bit of time to get going, took him a little bit of time to adjust to the team, to the style of play, to the league, the way the games go. And the second half of the year, he was the best player in the league, in my opinion, from a complete perspective in the attacking half of the field. He was incredible. What Carlos said today about that side of it was to lessen the expectation and to try to give whoever comes in an opportunity to hit the ground running and not have to be somebody who has three goals in game number two. And whoever that person is, I hope that they get embraced and accepted and cheered and really supported straight out of the gate because they're going to need that because they know the shoes that they're filling. Anybody who walks in this club is going to know that and it's going to be tough and they're going to need that support straight away. And that position, you know, just like we started this with, the, the goal scorers get the glory. It's the nature <laughs> of the sport. That position is vital 
for success. And somebody's going to have to fill it and somebody's going to have to produce in it. And that's really the number one headline as we get into 2023 with Atlanta United. Yeah, and I agree with that, what everyone's saying on the Twitch pitch. I think it'll be a long time before someone wears number seven, again, for Atlanta United. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think they'll be very, very careful about assigning that number in the future, and it will be some time before they do so. That is going to wrap it up for, I guess, our first stoppage time of 2023. Not really planned it that way, but uh, <laughs> that's what it is. But Jason and I, we're going to be back next Wednesday and every Wednesday following uh, aside from Wednesday match days, I, I don't think we'll do the Wednesday match days, but everything else, every Wednesday following 2 p.m. here on Twitch on the 92.9 The Game Facebook page. It's good to see all of you again. It's been a little while, uh, but we're excited about uh, being with you on the radio in 2023. And that will start next Saturday, 2.30 Eastern time from Carter Finley Stadium up in Chattanooga for Atlanta United's first preseason friendly. So, we're pumped up about that. We're pumped up about supposedly some button on Apple that we still really don't know about, but we hear rumors about. So uh, stay tuned for that, too. And uh, looking forward to being with you. And, and Jason, as always, great to talk soccer with you again. I feel like it's been a while. So yeah, and and pumped up, too, for uh, Monday night on, yes. on 92.9 yes. Game on the radio. Atlanta soccer tonight, every Monday night, starting this Monday, January 23rd and continuing through the rest of the year, available for download the next morning at Off the Woodwork. Uh, we're going to have a really, really great time with that. Jason, really, I'm not doing the work. Jason's going to be having You're a lot of You're going to get drafted in from time to time. I'll get you know drafted that. in. I'll get drafted in, but it's Jason's show, and uh, it'll be a great thing for you to listen to on the way to work Tuesday morning if you can't get it live on Monday night. But, um, hey, now that I'm in charge, we're going to expand our soccer content because I don't have to ask anyone else. So uh, that's what we're doing here at the radio station. But thank you all for joining us on a bittersweet day. Uh, but uh, we can close the book on one chapter of Atlanta United's history and uh, start turning the page to hopefully much more exciting times ahead. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.